You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. How we doing out there, world? We feeling good? I'm feeling good. I want to talk to you today about a few things. One, why are most of you not getting results with women in dating? I've talked about this topic a few times. It always, always entices me to bring it back, to talk about it, to motivate you, to give you a reason why guys are failing out there. I think the reason why I always come back to this topic is because I see it a lot, right? I see it a lot. I see it with clients and coaching. I see it in Trips Corner, my private Facebook group. I see it out there in the real world. I see it on reality TV. I see it through, hell, my own anecdotal situations, right? So I want to go into that today, talk about that. And then I want to get into some q and I don't want to fall too far behind. I know guys want their questions answered and I want to answer them for you. You can also get your questions answered by emailing in. You can email me trip at tripadvice.com and put in the subject line podcast question and I will answer your question. I want to thank all of you out there who are new. We've recently at the TripAdvice Instagram page have had a big surge. Went from about 24,000 to over 100,000 followers in a matter of months. And uh, one of the reasons is because I've been putting out reels. So those reels have really encouraged people to follow because Instagram will push out your reels to a lot of people if it's something that a lot of people are watching, kind of like all the other social media content, right? So a lot of followers have come in. And if you're one of those new followers who just found the podcast, welcome. You have uh, a lot to catch up on, my friend. In fact, you have 658 episodes to catch up on. No, I'm kidding. You don't have to listen to every single one of those. But if you are new here and you want to know the best way to go through all the content, because I know there's a lot and it's just going to keep on coming because we ain't stopping anytime soon. There's still so much to talk about. Okay, so what you should do is you should always listen to the latest episodes because there's a lot of updates. So when there's new episodes, listen to those. And then you can go back to older episodes and some people start from the very beginning and move forward. Some people just go a few years back and listen to episodes that they really like. Or maybe you go four years back and then just start catching up to the ones that are that are up here. So that's one way to do it. And yeah, just start taking notes because there's a lot to go over. Now, I know that not everyone wants to listen to 658 episodes. This is 659 They don't want to listen to that many episodes of a podcast. That's uh, quite a bit. Will take you a lot of time, especially some of these episodes are over an hour, depending on who I interviewed. So if you want a shortcut, you can always get help. There's plenty of options. You can always get coaching. If you go to coachedbytrip.com, you will see there that there is an opportunity for you to get coaching by applying. I do have an application form because we want to know all about you before we jump onto a call with you to see if coaching is a good fit because it's not for everybody. And, you know, we can't have, uh, for example, we can't have 16-year-olds sign up for coaching. And uh, that's why we don't put a 
sign up button right there. A lot of people ask me that. Why isn't there a sign up button? Why do I, why do I have to apply? It's so strange. And well, we just can't have anyone applying. It just might not be a fit. It might not work. We, we can't solve every problem. You know, I'll be honest. Like we don't work with people who are autistic. There are specialists for that. We don't work with people like that. We do work with people on the spectrum, but far on the spectrum to the super autistic side, we don't coach those people. So we don't have specialty in that. There are people out there who do work with those people. But anyway, you need to apply because we need to see for sure if we can help you. And the call is to just triple check that we can. And also, we want to make sure the coaching is a good fit for you, right? We can explain it as much as we want on videos and text, but it, it might not do it enough. And of course, getting on the phone, getting on a call, you'll be able to just get more details. It's always more helpful. So apply today if you need help. Coaching is in the form of doing calls every week, giving you homework, giving you assignments, working on your dating profile. We just had a guy recently who pretty much got a girlfriend. I say pretty much because they've been dating for about two or three months. And last I heard, he was going to ask to for her to be his girlfriend. I said, what do you think she's going to say? He says, I'm pretty sure she's going to say yes. So either way, he pretty much is in a relationship now, some sort of dating relationship. So we've been able to do that. We get guys' girlfriends. We get guys' girlfriends within just a couple months' time. It's pretty wild. And that's just, that's not even the half of it. So if you need help, you want to push yourself to the next level. You want to get there faster. Apply for coaching, coachedbytrip.com. If you are not in the realm of wanting to do something as far as doing coaching, that seems like a little bit much for you. Like, hey, you know, you just found the podcast. Like, you're not ready to do that yet. But you know that you want a little bit more help than just the podcast. You can get my signature video course called Hooked, which teaches you everything about meeting women, building attraction, getting a girlfriend, getting a hookup buddy, flirting, texting, and giving you a full plan for building a dating life that you want. You can go to getherhooked.com. I'll put that link also in the show notes along with the other link. There you go. Those are some options for you. I have more options, but I know that we need to get to the podcast. So why don't we do that? Why 95% of men don't get results with women in dating? Okay, there's a lot. Let's start off with this. I think that inherently, and by the way, I'm going to include myself in this because I'm not perfect either. I think inherently a lot of people are lazy. I do. And guess what? It's not your fault. It's not. I think that we have been born into a society where everything around us is made to be easier, right? That's the whole idea behind capitalism and technology. It's about making life easier. It's kind of about working smarter, not harder. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's nice to be able to click your phone and all of a sudden a car pulls up and picks you up and takes you wherever you want to go. A lot better than going on a horse, right? So technology is, is kind of nice. But in some ways, I think growing up as a, a boomer, millennial, Gen Z and a time where everything's a quick fix and everything should be simple and everything should be fast and everything should happen perfectly with ease you know, minute rice, magic eraser, that one thing that gets your white shoes and white clothes perfectly clean with just a little scrub. 
I mean, I don't know, you name it, right? List can go on and on. If we live in a, in a world where everything's about ease and also about getting that quick dopamine hit, that gratification. We sit here on, on YouTube, on, on TikTok, on Instagram, and we're just flicking through real fast and just getting that little dopamine hit and everything's coming at us all at once. And it's just like, oh, that feels good. I almost think that podcasting is, is almost the anti that. Even though I'm on all those platforms, I do believe that podcasting is kind of the opposite. It's not like that. You get to sit and listen and hear someone talk or hear two people talk or a group of people just chat and you get to really absorb it and sit with it. Although I know that a lot of you are doing 1.5x, 2x, and that's fine. Either way. But the point is, is that I do think it has allowed us to be lazy and it's letting us look for the quick fixes and with women in dating, just like any other skill out there, unfortunately, it doesn't exist. Now, there is a podcast, the one that you're listening to right now in a coaching program and video courses, and you can go to blog posts or wherever you get information from, and it can get you there faster. However, even with this, even with Hell, even with a coaching program, which is the fastest you can get somewhere, even with that, work is still involved. It doesn't matter. I, I've been in coaching programs multiple throughout my life. And even then, it's funny because like I'll do a coaching program myself and and then I realize, man, I'm doing a lot of work. <laughs> it's like there's a lot of homework, but it's okay. And then I realize, of course, that's what I have to do. It's just I know that I'm doing the right work. So whether you're doing the right work or the wrong work, hopefully you're not doing the wrong work, but if you're doing the right work, it still takes work. It still takes time. So I ask you, my friend, please, please be patient with the process. Please know that dating, especially for men, and I'll argue this to the day I die, that I think that it's harder for men than it is for women. So I empathize, I sympathize with you that it is hard out there that we have to put so much work in, that we have to be men that create value, that men are not unconditionally loved, that we have to be someone, be something to be able to then get some sort of result, which then makes us more attractive. I get it. It fucking sucks sometimes. It's really annoying. It's a lot of work and it's not an easy path. There's going to be moments where you fail. There's going to be a lot of moments where you fail. There's going to be moments, a lot as well, where you get rejected. And you got to get through that. And you got to go through that. And women will never have to go through that. I say never. Of course, they do sometimes. But not even close to as much as men do. So you got to go through that pain. And who wants to go through that? I didn't want to go through that. I'm sure you don't want to go through that. It's not, it's not fun. You know what's fun when you finally get some results, but results might not come fast. So we give up. And so that's why a large majority of men don't get the results that they want. They give up too fast because it's not a quick fix, because it's hard. And I'm not really going to sit here and, and give you the motivational speech of you can do it, you can do it. Not that I don't want you to do it, but I, I'm really trying to say at this point, if you're at the last straw, 
you're about to give up, just not working for you. It all comes down to you being a person who wants the result more than more than you care about the pain, more than you care about the amount of time that it's going to take you. Your patience is there because you want it so bad that you can't even comprehend a life without the result that you want. I'll say this. I'm a guy who's been skinny my whole life. I think I finally gained, you know, maybe let's say 20 pounds to this skinny body after I finally put a lot of work into it. And for my fast metabolism, my genetics, it's just not easy for me to put on weight. It's not easy for me to gain muscle. If I don't work out for two weeks, I lose it fast. So I got to be really on it. And if you were to look at me, you would say, I mean, anyone would say, you know, Trip is not like this super jacked person because I'm, I'm not at all. And it, it makes me think, I think about that sometimes, like, I'd like to be jacked. I'd like to be this huge, strong dude with a ripped six pack. That'd be pretty awesome. I'm kind of like medium strong, lean with a little bit of muscle. Not going to lie, just a tad of a little bit of a gut that could be worked on. And then I think to myself, you know what? I don't deserve that. I don't deserve to be strong, to be to be muscular, to have a six pack, to be ripped. I, I don't deserve that. Well, not yet at least. And the reason why I don't, I don't deserve it is for one reason and one reason only. Because I clearly don't care about it as much as maybe I care about other things. It's clearly, if you look at my schedule in my life, not the number one priority. Now, I will tell you, I do swim multiple times per week. I do go to the gym a couple times per week. But I'm not going to the gym six times per week. I'm not going seven times per week. I'm not running every single day. I'm not swimming every single day. And so the people who are doing that, who are counting every calorie, making sure that you have the exact macros, those are the people who deserve and will reap the rewards from that work. I'm not doing that yet. Now, maybe one day I will. And in that moment, I will deserve that. But not yet. And the reason why it doesn't really matter, but I'll tell you anyways, it's because, well, it's, it's just not a priority. So I'm prioritizing other things. Clearly I do a lot of work with trip advice and then any other time I'm not doing trip advice, I'm spending time with my wife or friends or traveling or doing fun activities. And that's mainly what my life consists of. And in the routine and in the different weekdays and well, weekends too that, that go on. There is little pockets where I do keep up with health and do that. And I don't eat like crap. I do. So I deserve what I have is kind of my point. So, you know, whatever I'm dealing with, with my body, with my health, I deserve exactly what I have. And you deserve exactly what you deserve where you are with your dating life. So if you don't have the dates that you want or you're dating the women you want, then you're not putting the right work in or you're not putting enough work in. And so that's what you have to look at yourself and you got to be honest and you can't play victim. And by the way, it's easy to play victim. I've done it. If we're talking about like looking good and having like the rippest, strongest body, I mean, I'll look at guys all the time and I'll say, that's a bunch of bullshit. It's genetics. Look at this guy. Only reason why he's jacked is because he's 
he has, you know, he's shorter, so he's got a body type where just easier to get that. I don't know, just a bunch of BS in my head that just is just a lot of excuses. It's really a bunch of nonsense, right? So we can't play victim here. We got to come back to ourselves. We got to say, what are we honestly not doing? What should we honestly be doing? So what's the reality of our situation? Because this is other reasons why guys don't get the results. I don't think they're living in reality. I think they're living in this quick fix. I deserve this because I'm a human being who's a good person. Nope. I wish that was the way that the world worked. I wish that we had genies in a bottle that we could rub the lamp and make the wish and get whatever we want without doing anything. But it's not the reality that we live in. How many people do you think played the lottery when it was at a billion dollars? Hell, I played it too. Because we all had that secret desire to just get something where you don't have to do anything more than buy a lottery ticket. Speaking of, I'll go off tangent here for a second. I didn't really buy the lottery ticket. My parents were in a group text with me and my brother, and they said, let's pool our money together and let's get a bunch of tickets. And it's like, well, if, if someone else is doing it, look at that. If someone else is doing the work, okay, I'll, I'll jump in. So I just replied like, yeah, sure. I'll tell me who to Venmo, get a lottery ticket. Let's see what happens. I know in the back of my head though, I'm not going to win because the odds are astronomically low. And so, and so you know, I did that, but in the back of my mind, and this is true, not saying this to, to make myself look good here. And you know that I'm, I'm honest on this podcast. I don't want to win the lottery. And by the way, this is all related, okay? I don't want to win the lottery. I mean, yeah, it'd be crazy if one day someone just came up to you and said, here's $300 million in your bank account. But, and, 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 and there's a fantasy around that. And I still battle with it in my head like, God, that would be incredible, Right to just be able to do whatever you want, whenever you want, with anything that you want, and get anything you want at any time because you have unlimited funds. Sounds crazy. Sounds like a crazy life. But it's not really rewarding. And I know that. And it's and I know that because I've been working on trip advice and helping guys and, and building this business for the past 11 years, almost 12, coming up here next March. And the, re- the reward and the self-esteem that's been built and how great I feel when I produce a great episode, when I help another client, when I redo a video, when I create an Instagram reel, and when I am able to touch guys emotionally, of course. And I'll, I would never, I don't know, if someone handed me that money, let's be honest, I, I don't. I don't know how much I would do with trip advice. I, I would for sure do something with it. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't just stop it all together, but let's be real. Are you really going to work that hard as you were? Probably not because you don't have to anymore. And again, not that I do trip advice for the money because I don't. I do it because I love it and the money is great. That's, that's a great reward for building a business, but I was never going to, since I was a little child, I was never going to do anything that I didn't absolutely love. 
And I love this. And I'd be afraid of all that money coming in and taking away the drive. And that's what I'm getting at. That it would take away the drive for me. Because with any business that you have in growing, you got to keep on turning the cog and getting the wheel going, right? It's like you have to do that. You can't just be lazy. You have to work. And there's discipline in that. And I'd be afraid of losing the discipline and the drive. And so I don't know how much work I would put into it if all of a sudden someone said, you just, you can do whatever you want now. But I love it. I love the drive. I love that I have to do all this work. I love that I have to sit here and talk to you in a microphone. I enjoy this so much. I enjoy the accomplishment. I enjoy all of it. And I'm not trying to make this about me. I'm really just trying to give you an anecdotal situation here. Because I wonder if there's any of you who see that kind of same thing. Or maybe I'm opening your eyes to the idea of what it means to have drive, to have motivation, to try to work on something, to not just have shit handed to you. That's kind of the theme here of this episode. Just not have things just handed over on a silver platter because it doesn't really create the kind of man that you'd want to be. You know what? In fact, from this moment on, not that this happens often at all, maybe it's happened twice in my life, If anyone ever says that they want to buy me a lottery ticket again, I'm going to refuse. I stand firm and I'll throw it out there to the heavens, to the gods, to the people, to the airwaves, to you. I never want to win the lottery. I never, ever want to be handed a large sum of money. Ever. So, I never want to get something for nothing. I don't want to receive something without having given something. And I know that that's the case because I want to be someone who is always striving to be better and a better human, to feel good about the rewards from the work. And I want you to have the same mentality. I want you to think about where it is in your life that needs a little bit more work, that needs needs a little bit more attention because you're not giving that attention because maybe you're playing victim or maybe you're lazy or maybe you just want something to be handed to you. You just want something, but life is not that way. So why don't we just embrace it? Because 9.9 times out of 10, you won't get the thing handed to you. Yeah, there's, there's bouts of luck. And that does happen. Some nice things happen from time to time. But we will all become, and I'm included in this, we will all become better individuals when we work and we do the thing that we need to do to get the results that we want in the area that we want them. So if you're not swiping enough, if you're not working on your dating profile, if you're not going out there and talking to women, if you're not getting rejected over and over again, if you're not going on as many dates as you can to find the quality woman that you want or learning how to do a better date or learning how to be more attractive or working on your career and your fitness and your health and your lifestyle and your productivity and your friends, if you're not working on all that stuff and putting all that effort in, then what are you doing? So think about that. 
Think about how awesome it is to have the opportunity. That's, that's kind of my other point here. How awesome it is to have the opportunity to be able to work hard, to reap what we sow. That's a gift. That's the real gift. Not winning the lottery. Not getting things handed to you. You know, I think about sometimes the situations too of having to put your kids through college and do you pay for the college or do you have them pay for it? I go back and forth. I wonder when I have kids one day, will I have them take out student loans even if I can afford it? Will I, if they decide they want to go to college, who knows if that's even going to be a thing in 20 years from now. But will I want to pay for their college or let them pay for it? And the reason why is because are they really going to appreciate the degree that they got if their parents paid for it? I mean, maybe, I don't know. It's hard to say. I go back and forth. Like I didn't pay for my college. I didn't have any student loans. My parents did pay for it. Now, it was also back in 2003 to 2007, so it was not at extraordinary levels. But either way, I still I didn't pay a dime for it. In fact, I don't even think I worked in college in the summers, but that was it. And now that I'm talking about this out loud, I mean, I appreciate my degree, but not that much. And I wonder if that's because I didn't have to pay for it. Yeah, I, I did the work. I wrote the papers. I took the tests. I attended the classes or some of the classes. <laughs> and uh, I did what I could. But hey, there, there's another point there. I just made a joke there. But maybe I would have attended more classes. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. After junior year, I was, I was senioritis. I was checked out. I went to probably half the classes. Maybe I would have gone to more of those classes if I was paying for it. Maybe I would have taken it more seriously. Now, I ended up doing nothing with a degree Technically, well, no, that's not true. I did after college, but only for four years. I, I worked in the entertainment industry and having that degree got me in there, but I didn't technically do anything with it becoming an entrepreneur. And that's fine. I'm no regrets. I'm glad it ended up where it is. This is my mission. This is my, this is my life doing what I do here. But maybe I would have looked at it a little bit differently. So think about that. Where are we in life trying to get quick fixes that realistically won't come? And where can we work a little bit harder to make life a little bit better? I didn't say I was going to get motivational today, but I guess I did. And I hope it helps. So some good stuff today. All right. I want to answer a couple questions because there's been some good ones coming in. Why don't we dive into it right now? This one's from Ale. His name is Ale. Here it is. Let me describe two scenarios real quick. Scenario one happened today. A cute lady from UPS came to pick up some orders into my workplace. First time, see her and managed to approach and introduce myself. She even asked me a work-related question. A little chit-chatting too. Did say I will say hi next time, and if she is back, she will do the same. She really liked it when I wish her a good afternoon and to stay cool and wish me the same. After passing by, I waved and she was all smiles. I want to get her socials, Instagram, likely some other time. Best approach? Uh, I would say the best approach is not to get her socials. I would say if you feel there's a little connection there, just 
go for the number. I'm really against, in, in nine times out of 10 cases, going for the social media, Instagram, all that. First of all, it's kind of a weak way of asking her out. I think it's trying to avoid the rejection of asking for her number. So, because who's going to reject an Instagram? Most girls don't care. They all want followers, right? And so, if you're going for a social, it's like this backdoor route. It's like this nice guy, let's be friends, let's be social media friends before I really, what, then ask you out over social media? It's like, what's what's this bridge that you're trying to create from social media to getting a date? And I hate that bridge. Burn that bridge. There should be no bridge there. Just jump over, cross the river, and ask her for her number. So best approach, Ale, I would say, hey, you know what? You seem pretty cool. We should grab a drink sometime and get to know each other. Why don't I grab your number? And then do it. Okay, scenario two. He says, at my local bar, there was this cute waitress. Dude, you love these girls who are working. There was this cute waitress who went to the high school across from where I currently live. I will admit I lied that I did too as she asked, did you go there too? I said I finished the year before you. She and other staff have come to believe we went to the same school. I did it to help my chance of building some common ground with her. Whenever I see her, I say hi. She greets me, little talking involved. Venturing to also get her social, Instagram or Snap, best way to approach this. And then he continues and says, be nice if you answer these questions in your next podcast. Really need this help. Have always had difficulties taking things to the next level with women. Will like to say I'm on the autism spectrum, albeit very high functioning. Mother goes far as saying I am borderline autistic, like 99% neurotypical, not having autism struggles, but this 1% strongly felt with my approaches to women. Take care of their trip. Wow, that is very coincidental. The fact that Ale, I was talking about that before, how we don't help autistic people, but I do have an answer for you and I'm happy to help you in this case. I guess to kind of explain is I don't help low functioning autistic people. That's where specials come in. You're saying that's very high functioning. So we can help high functioning autistic people. And that's a great way of putting it. I didn't realize in that moment of saying that earlier that we could decipher which type of autistic there is because there is a spectrum. That's why I call it the spectrum because it's not very black and white. Okay, to answer your question, okay, you want to get her social Instagram. Nope, wouldn't do that. Best way to approach this? Well, first of all, we need to tell her that you lied, but you don't have to do that right away. So what you can do is almost the same thing that I said before, is go to the bar again and talk to her. Or sorry, it's not a bar. It sounds like a restaurant. Oh, no, you said bar. So yeah, go to the bar, see her again and say, hey, I forgot last time I was here, I wanted to grab your number. Are you interested in grabbing a drink sometime? I would say it just like that. See what she says. She might just say no. She might even say she has a boyfriend It might just all kind of fall apart, but she's going to know if she's attracted to you at this point. There's probably not much you have to do after this. She'll know if she wants to give you a chance. So you don't need to get her social, her Instagram, her snap, none of that. The best way to approach this ale is just by asking her if she wants to grab a drink sometime. 
And then if she does, you'll go on the date. And then from there, you'll admit to her. You're going to admit it and you're going to laugh about it. So you're going to say to her, I have a really dumb confession. And the reason why I'm having you do this is not necessarily for ethical purposes per se, although I do believe in being an ethical person and having morals. But besides that obvious stuff, it's just not going to be good when she finds us out later down the road if this turns into a relationship. So you don't want that because that's going to be weird. But it's going to be less weird if you're on the date and say to her, hey, listen, I have the dumbest confession. She's going to be like, what? And you should be laughing about it as if you think it's silly. If you do it in this kind of like, I'm so sorry, I can't believe I did this to you. Eh? It's going to sound weird. So if you make light of it, she'll make light of it. This is called the law of state transfer. People will pick up on the energy of the people that they are around. That's why if you walk into a room where everyone's crying, you start to feel a little sad. Or if you walk into a concert where there's a lot of energy, all of a sudden you get energy. What's that all about? That's called the law of state transfer. The state that people are in. So if you bring in a state where you are saying to her, hey, you know, listen, I got to tell you something. I, 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 I really messed up. I did something so stupid. I'm so sorry. Right? You do it like that. That's not going to be good. So laugh it off. Hey, listen, I got to tell you something really dumb. I have a really dumb confession. She'll be like, what is it? You say, I don't know why I did this, but I, I did not go to the same high school as you. I guess I just got caught up in the moment and said that because, I don't know, I thought that'd be a, a great way to connect with you because you're working and I wasn't and I didn't have much time to talk to you and it was just really dumb and I thought I'd tell you literally just like that if you want to rewind that I think I kind of nailed it there I would do it literally just like that Ale hope that helps thank you for asking your question thank you for deciphering the difference between high functioning and low functioning autism that does help and we do help people with high functioning so i hope that helps let's go to andrew he says hi trip i couldn't remember how i found your podcast but i've been a fan in the last few months i have a question a few weeks ago i was at the gym and there's this girl she works at the gym as a PT, and I've seen her many times, but we never talked or anything. She offered to spot me on the bench press. I thought it was rather weird, but I accepted the offer. I thought it was her way of approaching a guy, and I'm single, so why not? The week after, she offered again, and we had a chat for 20 minutes or so, and I thought it's going to the right direction. Later that day, I texted her and asked her whether she wants to grab coffee or lunch, and she replied, thanks for the offer, but I have a boyfriend. So my question is, what is happening here? I thought she was hitting on me, but then said she has a boyfriend. Thanks, Trip. Really enjoyed your podcast, Andrew. Man, this is a great question. And this is a great question because I've actually wanted to do a full episode on this. So I'll give you a sneak peek into it now. I don't know. Maybe I won't do the episode. Maybe I'll just get it all out right now. But this is really important. I have found... By the way, I'm included in this. This has absolutely happened to me more times than not in my earlier years. I have found that a lot of guys, what they end up doing is 
if they get any attention at all from a woman that they find attractive, they more times than not will interpret that, that the girl might like them. Now, why is this interesting? Because I found that women have the opposite. That when a man is, let's say a man were to do this to a woman, okay? Chat a little bit, help with a bench press, you know, just spotting the woman. I'd say more times than not, the woman would not think that the guy was hitting on them. A lot of women actually seem to be a little bit clueless if the guy is hitting on them because not a lot of guys really are that forthcoming, i.e. last question, right? Like the last question we were talking about it and you got to be more forthcoming. So isn't it interesting? Why do we think that is? I have some theories on this. Why do most men think that when a woman pays attention to them, they're hitting on them and then with women, it's generally kind of the opposite. You know what the reason is? I think it's because us guys don't get a lot of attention paid to us. We don't. Women are never hitting on us, like overtly, right? They don't go over and approach a guy like we go over and approach a woman. They don't start many of the conversations on dating apps. They don't come up to us and catcall us and call us sexy. A lot of the guys are doing that. So guys like you, Andrew, and myself included back in the day, who don't get a lot of attention from women, all of a sudden get attention from a woman, you think that she likes you. You're kind of in a fantasy land. And hey, maybe she does. I think that sometimes it is possible that they like you, but it's definitely not the rule. So your question was, what is happening here? Well, nothing. She was just being nice, right? She works at the gym. She works at the gym. She's spotting you. Now, I'm not saying that there wasn't a chance that she liked you. She could have liked you, but she wasn't hitting on you. Especially with her saying, thanks for the offer, but I have a boyfriend. She could be lying or not lying. She's basically saying no. So, I want you guys to take a lesson from this. Just because a woman is showing you attention doesn't mean that she's necessarily interested in you. And also, Andrew, and I could be wrong here, but I feel a lot of guys who go through that situation don't have a lot of experience with women. And so I urge you, and the advice I have for you, is to be going out there and talking to more women because if you're at the point where you kind of think that if a girl's talking to you for 20 minutes and helping you out that she likes you, well, if you were talking to more women and had more experience, you'd probably know that there's a 50-50 chance. You wouldn't be asking me this question. And that's kind of what happened to me. I used to think that back in the day, I mean, I, had, I'm, I can go all the way back to eighth grade when I remember a girl was so sweet to me, you know, paying attention to me, flirting with me. And then I was like, I like you. And she's like, oh, sorry, I don't like you. I see you as a friend. And I know that's funny because I'm referencing something from eighth grade, but still, it's one of many examples that shows that, hey, I didn't get a lot of attention from women. So the second I did, where did my head go? She likes me. But over time, I realized that that's not really the true sign of attraction.
And in fact, over the years, and I'll say this to you now, I really stopped believing in IOIs and teaching IOIs. I know I've done that before. I know I've talked about it. I have plenty of videos on it. Probably have some podcast episodes on it from years ago. But I hate talking about it because IOIs, you never know. There's just no guarantee. So what's the point of knowing an IOI if there's no guarantee and you're going to end up in the same place anyways, which is just asking her out? An IOI seems like the lame version of trying to save yourself from getting rejected. Sounds like some sort of cop-out. I don't like it. I don't like the IOI. By the way, for those of you who are like, what is an IOI? Indicator of interest. So some sort of sign that a girl likes you, some sort of sign of attraction. And if you get them, great. But look at that. I mean, I, I, I would call those IOIs, Andrew, technically. She's paying attention to you. She's chatting with you. She's spotting you. But look, they weren't real indicators because she has a boyfriend. So guys, don't try to put too much into knowing if she likes you or if she has these signs that she likes you. You need to just go for it. And that kind of answers not just this question, but the question before too, okay? Hey, Trip, just recently found your podcast, found some good advice on them. I'm 39 years old and very shy when it comes to talking to women, and I'm guilty of overthinking. I matched with a girl two to three weeks ago on Tinder. After talking for two days, she sent me her number and asked to meet up for drinks. We met up on a Monday evening for drinks at a lake. It went well. She moved in for the kiss at the end, later on sent voice messages saying she liked me and was interested. Now, this is, this is going to be interesting. I really wonder where this is going because this is an assertive woman. These are the real IOIs, okay? But we'll see what happens. He continues, on Wednesday night, through messages and voicemails, messages and voicemail were regular each day since we matched from both sides, we said we'd meet on Thursday for dinner. On Thursday, she canceled by text because of a big weekend she had with work. We said we would meet again on Friday, but since she canceled, it feels like her interest had dropped. She only replies to my messages if I contact first. It wasn't like that before. I'm not being needy or anything like that, but it feels weird. She won't contact unless I do. I'm thinking she will cancel again and thinking to cancel before she does, as that's the vibe I'm getting. What do you think? Is this a trick girl's play or what? Any advice would be great. Cheers, John. John, we are a few weeks out from the question that you have asked here, so I apologize for that. I'm very curious to know what happened. I, not going to lie. Can you write back in? I want to know what ended up happening. I have a hunch of what's going on here. So uh, let me see. Yeah, I'll start with this. You said that you weren't acting needy, but let's define what needy is for a second. What is needy? Well, it's someone who needs a lot, but what's the context of calling someone needy? What do they need a lot of? Think about that for a second before I give you the answer. When someone's needy, what do they need a lot of? Think about it. When a girl's really needy, like when a girl's acting needy, what is she doing? She's trying to what? Get your attention. So being needy is being needy for someone's attention. When a child is being needy, it wants your attention. So you actually were being needy because what were you doing? 
trying to get her attention, texting her, leaving voicemails or voice messages. So I like to tell guys, and it sounds like you're new here, John, so I'll give you the heads up. There is a lot of room for error when you're texting and messaging a lot. What I mean when I say room for error is when you message, people read the messages in their own voice. So you might say something that's going to turn her off. So it's this combination of being needy, trying to get a lot of her attention, which is one of the most unattractive traits to women. They don't like needy men. And maybe you said something that kind of turned her off. Combine all that. It's possible, and I'm not 100% on this because we don't know for sure because we'll see where this goes. It's possible that she's going to keep canceling and she's not interested. I I could be wrong. I might be at least partially right because it sounds like her attention to you really slowed down, which you picked up on. So if I were you, I would definitely slow down this texting and voice messaging, voicemail thing. You got to stop. Guys, learn from this. Don't do this. It's not attractive. I know it feels good because especially when a woman is being that assertive, right? Like I'm working with a client right now in coaching and he's like, I don't know what to do. She, she's initiating. And I said, it doesn't matter. You can respond back, but wait a few hours. Don't get into a big chit chat. Leave her wanting more. I know that sounds gamey, but I like advice that works and this isn't hurting anybody. Leave them wanting more. You don't want to be meeting up and you've already texted about everything and talked about everything and she knows everything that's going on with you and what happened this week. That's not good for anything. Esther Perel talks a lot about this in Mating in Captivity, her book that talks about how when you're giving so much to a person, spending all your time with them and letting them know every little thing about you, it kills desire. So this is really about creating just a little bit of space to create more desire. So John, you said, what do you think? Is this a trick girls play or what? No, I don't think it's a trick. I don't think girls are overtly manipulating or tricking. I think they're usually their emotions are right on their sleeve and you can see what's going on. So I think that she either lost interest or she did get really busy. Either way, you're going to find out if you guys end up on another date. But if you don't end up on another date, and that was the last of it, then just know that I'm 90% sure. I'll even bump it up to 98% sure that whatever you guys were chatting and texting and voicemailing about killed your chances. So be careful with that for the future. Guys, thank you so much for writing in. Write in to me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question, and I will answer your questions here on the podcast. It is great to be talking to you today in this episode. I hope that it helped. If it did, you can always leave a review. Love reviews on the podcast, especially when they're nice reviews and not mean ones. Thanks, guys, for listening. Talk to you soon. Keep up the good work. <laughs>